true, Lord God, there is no higher name than the name of Jesus, great God. And so we come this morning to just honour you, to worship you, to praise you, to declare, Lord, that you reign above it all, Lord. You're over everything, every circumstance, every situation in our world and in our life. And we invite you now to come and to reign in our hearts, Lord, this morning as we open our hearts to your word and what you want to say to us this morning. And so just bless this time together now, we pray, and we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I want to add my welcome. It is so good to see Paul and Ali and the boys here as well. Can we give them another welcome? I'm so excited to see you guys back in church with us in person. And a big welcome to you joining with us for our Vision Sunday today, which is always an exciting day for us as a church. On your way in, uh, you should have received one of these Vision and Finance booklets. I'd love you to take a moment somewhere uh, over the next little while to have a read through them. And uh, across all of our services today, I'll be sharing some of the visions that God is calling us into. And I'd love you to read through that book and pray over it and ask God to show you what it is he might be calling you to be a part of in this season ahead. I wonder if you've ever experienced in your life a missed opportunity. Uh, Hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? I'm sure we all have a story of a missed opportunity. Let me just share a couple of stories from more recent history of some pretty big missed opportunities. In its heyday, Decca Records was one of the biggest names in the record industry. And on the 1st of January 1962, a group of aspiring musicians auditioned, but Decca wasn't impressed. Guitar bands had had their day, they thought, and this bunch of scruffy misfits weren't going to change that anytime soon, that's for sure. They couldn't even spell the word Beatle, this group of young scruffy misfits. The group was, of course, the Beatles, and they went on to conquer the world of music. And Decca's loss was good news for a much smaller record label called IEM, who gave these soon-to-be Fab Four a chance and sat back and watched the money roll in. A missed opportunity. Here's another one. Back in 1975, one of Kodak's engineers, Stephen Sasson, developed an early concept of the digital camera. And he was pretty excited about this and told his employers, assuming they'd be delighted with this news as well, but they weren't at all. Kodak saw it as a threat to their main business of, of making traditional film, so they suppressed this technology and hoped that it would never see the light of day. Well, unfortunately, it did, and much to Kodak's um, devastation, in fact, they only just narrowly escaped bankruptcy because they missed this incredible opportunity that was before them. And then back in the 1970s, a young man was working for Hewlett-Packard and he tried to get the company interested in a new personal computer that he was building, but he rejected the idea and said people would never use computers in their homes. What a crazy idea. Who would ever use a computer in their home? Instead, he and his friend Steve Jobs went off into their garage and built it themselves. The result was the Apple One. Talk about a missed opportunity. And I'm sure all of us have stories in our own lives of opportunities where we have missed something. In hindsight, we look back. But today I want to talk about this same concept in our spiritual journey, in our spiritual life, because I believe that God gives us opportunities to respond to Him, to step forward in faith, to say yes to the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, in our lives, and invite us. He gives us opportunities where He invites us to join with Him on the amazing plans and purposes that He is unfolding. And in these moments, we have a choice to make. We can either say yes to the Holy Spirit and take hold of this opportunity by faith, or we can say no and say, no, I want to stay safe. I I don't want to step out in this way. We can have a choice to make in these moments. In the Bible, we read of Moses sending the 12 spies to check out the land of Canaan as they are right on the edge of stepping into the promised land. And 10 of the spies, 10 of those 12 spies, completely missed the opportunity that was right before them. Only two of those spies, Joshua and Caleb, saw with the eyes of faith this incredible God opportunity that lay right before them. And because of this, because the 10 spies didn't see it, God actually said, okay, you're gonna go and wander now. This, talk about a missed opportunity. You're gonna wander for 40 years in the wilderness and only those two spies, Joshua and Caleb, would ever get an opportunity to step into the promised land. Missed opportunities. 
Because of that ratio, 10 to 2, I, I reckon that this is true for every single one of us. I think the human heart is still the same. I know from my own journey, opportunities where God moves that, that we have often, we are, we are asleep, we are, we are not alert to the things that God is doing around us, the way His Spirit is prompting us, and we can be so prone to miss the opportunities that God is bringing before us. And at the start of this 21 days of prayer for revival, at the start of this awakening series we've been in, a card came across my desk and it got my attention straight away. It was from Alpha Australia. And it had a quote on the front of this card from Nikki Gumbel. And I was so captured by this quote that I actually got my phone out in that moment and I took a photo of it on my desk. I think we've got a copy of the photo off my phone. And I read this quote from Nikki Gumbel and just the Spirit of God just, just moved in my heart. It said this, this is the greatest season for evangelism in our lifetime. And as I read that quote, something stirred within me. I said, yes, a big amen, this is an incredible season that the Spirit of God has opened up for us to share with many the good news of hope and life in Jesus. I believe this is a very strategic time in history because firstly, because of the online technology that, that we have in our time, this limitless possibility to reach out, no limitations. As we've heard, we can be reach people from all across the globe, from our very lounge rooms. It's incredible. And not only that, but also because of the unprecedented challenges our world is facing right now in this moment of time. A crisis of hope, a crisis of truth. The light shines most brightly in the darkness. I want to tell you that, church, this morning. It shines most brightly in the midst of the darkness. And the passage God has put on my heart for us today is found in Ephesians 5. And we're going to read this together. You can turn there on your devices or on your Bible. It'll come up on the screen as well. But let me read this for us from verse 8. It says this, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it's said, Wake up, sleeper. There it is, that wake up call again. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Hear that this morning. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. This is what God is saying to us. We are to be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is God's Word to us today on this Vision Sunday. And this whole passage here plays out this rich symbolism of darkness and light. And the darkness represents ignorance and error and evil and light represents truth and, and righteousness. And we see here that darkness hides the ugly realities of evil, but the light makes them visible. Then evil is seen for what it is. When the light comes, evil is seen for what it is without any possibility of concealment. But this is what, what darkness does. It tries to hide the ugly realities of evil. That's what darkness does. But the light comes and makes it visible. And, and it's only as the light comes that, it, that evil is seen fully for what it really is. I read recently um, just the other week, in fact, the title of an article in my newsfeed that I, I could not believe I was reading. I had to read it twice thinking, oh, I've read this wrong. And, uh, and, and someone else mentioned it to me recently, just this week, which reminded me of it. But um, as I read this title, the title was this. It was, How an Affair Can Save Your Marriage, was the title of the article. And as I read it, there was like this holy despair, this 
deep sadness that, that welled up within me to think, how, how, could, how could a title like that, how could a message like that be sent out? But, but this is what darkness does. It hides the, the ugly realities of evil. It tries to convince us that it's not that bad. It tries to even convince us that it's actually good. That's what darkness does. And it's heartbreaking when we see this right across. That's just one example of we see this right across our world, a crisis of hope, a crisis of truth. Because darkness is hiding the ugly reality of evil and its effects, its destructive effects. But the light comes and it makes it visible. And a lot of New Testament passages, as you read them, they talk about the fact that before we came to Jesus, before we come to him, we are living in darkness and then we come to Jesus and we are then living in the light. But this, this, and praise God for that truth because it's true, we were in darkness and now we're in the light. But Paul writes here something that is even more striking still and I don't want you to miss this this morning. He says, once you were darkness, not just that once you were in darkness, but you were actually darkness itself. But now he says, you are light Not just just that you are in the light now, which you are, but even more than that, you are now light itself. Their lives, he is saying, not just their environment has been changed from darkness to light. And this is true for us also. And this is important for us to get hold of, that we are now light in the darkness. As a family, we enjoy um, a bit of camping from time to time and we love it. It's great fun, but there is one downside of camping. I'm going to be honest with you. If you've thought about camping, just want to warn you, there is one downside. And that is the moment that somebody decides they need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Definitely a downside of, of camping. Um, But I have a little tip for you this this morning, a little camping tip. You didn't know you'd get that coming to church, but here's a tip for you. I have discovered a little tip is that one of these head torches, I don't know if anyone's used these before, these things are fantastic. Let me just put this on. You just put it on your head. Uh, You have one of these handy next to you and you put it on and wherever you turn, the darkness is lit up in front of you. You can get out of your tent in the pitch black and suddenly as you look in front of you, it exposes whatever's hidden in the darkness, that rock you were about to trip over, that tent peg, that you wouldn't have seen that guy rope. I've done that a few times, but not with my headlamp on. You can see it. What is hidden in the darkness is exposed. And this is what Paul is saying. He says, not only are you in the light, but you are now light. Because of this radical transformation, you have been united with Christ. And we know that Jesus is the light of the world. He says, you now are not just in the light. You are now the light source itself. And when we understand this, we realize that wherever we go, We are bringing light into the darkness. When you step into your workplace, do you realize that you're actually bringing light into that workplace? You might think you're not having much of an impact. Just your very presence is bringing light into that workplace. You might um, step into your neighborhood, into your community where God has strategically placed you. And every time you step into your neighborhood, you are bringing light into that. Your university campus, your job site, wherever he takes you, you are bringing light the very light of Jesus, because not only are we in the light, but we are now light. And we need to understand this, the impact and the difference we are called to make in our world. This is the way Jesus has planned it for us to be his light. And then Paul goes on to say what this means for us. He says, verse 14, this is why it is said, wake up sleeper, don't miss the opportunity. Wake up. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. He will shine on you because you're united with him. And here it is again, this, this call we've been hearing again and again across this series, this, this season of spiritual awakening that God is calling us to. He's saying, don't miss what I'm doing. Don't miss what I am doing in this time for such a time as this. And Paul is most likely quoting here Isaiah 60. Verse one, which says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And then he says these words, he says, verse 15, be careful, very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And this is what God is calling us to. 
More than ever, as we look at the ever-increasing ever needs of our world, we are so aware that the only true hope is a spiritual awakening of people to life found in Jesus. This is the only hope. And we have this important part to play in this through prevailing prayer, through fearless faith that moves us to action. We've been praying, it's been a powerful season. Now God is saying, now it's time to step out. Don't miss the opportunity. I'm filling with you my spirit so you can go out and be my light into the world. And we know that God's heart is that every single person would encounter the life-transforming love and grace of Jesus. It's been made possible for us through his death for us on the cross. This is the best news in all the world. And our world desperately needs to hear it in the midst of a crisis of hope and truth. They need to know that Jesus is the way, that he is the life, that he is the truth. And we don't want to look back. I don't want to look back on this season and regret not making the most of the opportunity that God has given to us. We want to be counted among the two, not the tent. Amen. Amen. We want to be among the two. That is our prayer as a church. And so with this in mind, I want to share with you today some of the visions that God is calling us to in the year ahead. And the first has to do with the calling of a Bridgman online pastor. We have seen the incredible impact of our online services that God led us into last year. Let me share just a couple of these stories. This was from Sarah's testimony, who was um, baptized recently. She said these words, Easter Sunday, 2020. She, Sarah didn't go to church anywhere. Easter Sunday, 2020. I had a strong prompting to watch the Bridgie Easter service online. I sat there watching the service and had this incredible sense of peace wash over me. I had never experienced anything like this before. It was then that I realized that I needed Jesus in my life and it became completely clear to me what Jesus had done for me and for my sins so that I can have a personal relationship with him. And to top it off, I received a message from a friend who I had met at work that same night as she was watching the service who invited me to a connect group here at Bridgie. How incredible is that church? I think we should praise, yeah. praise God. I think that's amazing. Incredible. And Sarah was baptized exactly a year later, Easter Sunday night. She said, I want to be baptized Easter Sunday night a year later after watching that service, after coming to faith through that online service. Here's another story from just, just the other week, an email that came in. It said, hello, I've recently woken. There's that awakening um, word again. I've recently woken, repented and given my heart back to Jesus after many years. I stopped going to church when I was 16 and I'm now 41. I've been watching your worship and sermons online since someone forwarded me a link. How easy is it to reach out to others? You just flick them a link, flick them a link and the Spirit of God uses this. Someone forwarded me a link and, enjoy, and I enjoy them so very much. I never got baptized during my time attending church when I was younger and I feel it's very important for me to take this step. Do you offer this for someone who does not attend your congregation? I live in Witter, past Mullaney, so not local. Looking forward to your reply, warmest regards. How incredible is that church? <laughs> Praise God, it is amazing. Incredible. We have prayed, we pray regularly for prodigals to come home. Here is a prodigal coming home through the reach of our online services. And it gets even better. She wrote again, we reached out to her and she wrote back again. She said, since I last wrote, I had another big breakthrough. I was reunited with my Christian mother who I have not had contact with for years. I wanna tell you, parents, mums, dads, praying for prodigals, for kids, keep praying, full of faith, keep praying. She lives near me in Caboolture and it's looking like I'll be able to get back baptized through her church and to be able to witness to be witnessed by my mother will be such a blessing also many thanks again for being so accommodating and for being willing to help me how good is that church isn't it incredible we want to give praise to God this morning for the things that he is doing prodigals coming home prodigals coming home things we've prayed for things that we have sought God about through our online services we have come to realize the potential for outreach through our online services is, is limitless. And if you're watching online this morning, we want to say, welcome, it is so good to have you connecting in with us today. You know, across the history of the church, the Holy Spirit has used technological advances for the spread of the gospel. Do you realize that? At the beginning, it was the Roman road system that God used, the Holy Spirit used so that the gospel could spread far and wide. 
And then it was the printing press during the Reformation that helped the spread of the good news of the gospel. And today it is undoubtedly online technology. And I felt like last year through COVID, Jesus was saying to us, hurry up, it's time to get on board with what I'm doing in this season for such a time as this. Don't miss the opportunity that I have put before you. And so we wanna take hold of this in a more significant way than ever before. Not only are we seeing people reach through these services, but we realize that we're able to bless people or unable to get to services because of health reasons or because they're living in more remote areas where there aren't churches where they are living. We're able to support and encourage regional churches through our online ministry as well. Listen to this story from just this week. Talk about an affirmation as we lead in to our Vision Sunday. This is an email that came through to Pastor Andrew. It said, hi, Andrew. I'm one of the deacons at Crossroads Christian Church in Glen Innes, which is way out past Tenerville. We have no pastor at the moment, so our elders are handling the job of preaching and doing a great job, but all of them work full time and the load of preparing sermons every four weeks and working is quite a load. So we have been discussing the idea of syncing up with the church and maybe live streaming their services or playing the recorded sermons once a month or so. We also have a family in the church that have been watching your Sunday night services for a while now. And they actually were in Brizzy last weekend, the one just gone, and, want, and went to your Sunday night service and their teenage son loved it and said, I wanna go to church like that. And I was wondering how Bridgerman would feel about us either live streaming your services or playing a recorded sermon or a sermon series occasionally. How would we feel about that? We'd be excited, so excited about that. And they went on and they said, another idea I've had after hearing how much that teenager is enjoying watching the Sunday services at home is to actually live stream your full Sunday night services each week in our church and play it up on the big screen and ask other teenagers in the church to come and join in. Would you guys be okay with that if we wanted to head down that path? We would be praising God for that. And obviously, he wrote, we could just click the live stream link, but we really don't want to to just do that. We would want you guys to know it's happening and be okay with it and know that you are out there helping strengthen and build God's kingdom in other areas. How good is that church? Amazing. I wanna tell you, these are things we have dreamt of doing. These are things we've prayed about. Lord, how could we bless regional churches? And he's putting it all together. The timing of an email like that, on a week as we lead into our Vision Sunday, God is affirming what He is doing. He's saying, here's an opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity. We wanna be more strategic than ever before. And the way we engage with those who are connecting with us online, we wanna be able to disciple and care for them. We wanna support these churches that are able to link in with us as well and bless them in more ways than ever before. And so with this in mind, we're calling Pastor Jono to be the pastor for Bridgman Online, expanding his current role as pastor of our creative ministry. And we're just praying that God will just bless him and the amazing tech team as we seek to be a greater blessing than ever before. And I'm really excited about what God is doing in this space. Another exciting vision we have for the year ahead relates to supporting the development of a ministry to those in youth detention and young people at risk. Uh, we are really involved in a church in, in helping the vulnerable in our community through our amazing bridge care team. They do a phenomenal job, Streetlight and all the ministries of bridge care, Pastor Jody and Dave and Sarah and all the bridge care team. Can we thank them in fact this morning, church? They do an incredible job, amazing. And last year, we just sensed this prompting that God was saying, hey, that we were to do more in this area of, of blessing those, doing more in this space of ministering to those in prison because this is God's heart. In the midst of all the things we're doing, but we really sense this. And so uh, we know this is God's heart. Matthew 25 says, when did you see, when did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. But we know this is the heart of Jesus. And so sensing this prompting that God was just stirring in our hearts, we did what we always do as a church. We just said, okay, let's get together and pray and ask God to show us what does this look like? What does he want us to do? We had no idea what this was to look like, but we gathered together, put a call out for those interested in, in doing something more in this space. And as we prayed together, then God began to move in amazing ways. So many stories of things he began to do. I wish I could share all of them with you because it's just again and again, God just affirmed this. 
But through one of the, one of the key stories was through a miracle. God has opened a door for Luke Houghton, uh, and, uh, who spent 12 years in jail before coming to faith. Pastor Pete used to go and visit Luke when he was in jail regularly and just minister him and, and, uh, and just share the love of Jesus with him. And eventually he came to faith, a powerful story, in his prison cell, life transformed. He's now been out of prison for over 12 years, married, got a beautiful young girl, and um, God is now calling him in this season, a minister now, to use all his experience from the past. This is what God does. He takes everything, doesn't he, and uses it for his glory, redeems it. And between him and um, Pastor Billy and Sam and Rayleigh Peacock, Sam runs a, a local manufacturing business here. God is, has given them through a miracle, it's a miracle church, given them access to go into one of the local youth detention centers and just to minister to these young people. And they're having this incredible opportunity. And, and added to this, there is now the opportunity to run a series of five-day camps at the Dion property at Bethel. Um, where these same young people, often transitioning back into community, can go away for a, a, a time where Pastor Billy and Luke and Sam and others can minister really intentionally to these young people. And there have been so many incredible God affirmations over this. I wasn't sure what story to share because there's been so many of them, but one significant one was on the very day, right at the start, as we prayed about this and we're trying to discern, God, what are you doing? We prayed and then I went to have a meeting with Luke and Sam down at Sam's factory and they were beginning to do a little bit in this space and I just wanted to hear what God was doing and see where he's already at work in this situation. I went down to meet with them. Before we had the meeting, um, they had one of the young guys they'd been supporting alongside um, actually there up in the boardroom of the factory on this day and they were just helping helping him get some applications sorted. He needed online on a, on a computer there and and I just got a chance just to say hi to this young guy, Addison, before we had our meeting. And as I was chatting with him, he just began sharing with me the incredible, the, the powerful work that God was doing in his heart. He was just sharing how he, he knew without a shadow of a doubt that there was a creator God who loved him and had a plan and a purpose for his life. God had done some incredible things in his life just that week, and he believed it with all of his heart. And I just felt this prompting to ask him, to say, well, you know, Addison, is there anything stopping you from giving your heart to Jesus right now? And he said, no, there's nothing stopping me. I believe it. And I said, well, there's no better time than right here, right now to do that. Why don't we just right now, just kneel in God's presence. You can just invite Jesus in your heart. He said, yeah, I'd love to do that. And Sam said, well, hang on, let me just get Luke. Luke's downstairs. He didn't want to miss out on this opportunity. So grab Luke. And we came together and the four of us knelt down on the floor of this boardroom. And I want to tell you, it was incredible. As Addison just prayed this beautiful prayer from his heart to saying, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I want you to come in, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you, we were celebrating. I've never seen a group of tough guys, not me, the other guys, the tough guys, <laughs> never seen a group of tough guys hugging so much. It was amazing. But praise God, isn't that amazing? Incredible. And I want to say since that time, there's another three, three people, the connections these guys have that have all come to faith just in the space of a couple of months. God is moving incredible ways in this season. So we are excited about being able to support this. I've got a photo, in fact, of Addison. He came to church here just a couple of weeks ago. He is a transformed person, I want to tell you, completely transformed by the love of Jesus. This is what he wants to do to so many more, so many more he wants to do that. And so we're excited about partnering alongside Dion and Pastor Billy and Luke and Sam and Rayleigh and others who are going to be ministering in this space. Can I just say here too, I just want to acknowledge and Give thanks for the amazing work of our prison chaplains that do amazing work and the ministries they're connected with. I've got to be honest, I felt a bit um, guilty coming in and being there for that moment when Addison crossed over. I wasn't going to miss the opportunity, that's for sure. We're talking about that. Don't miss the opportunity before you. But, you know, there's a, a prison chaplain who'd been working with Addison, just journeying with him for a long time and just investing in his life. And he'd sown the seeds and prepared the way. I just happened to be there at that, that moment. Um, but I just think these, these men and women do a phenomenal job in the organisations they're with in our prisons. We've got a number in our own church, and I think we should just honour them and thank them um, today for the amazing work that they are doing. Another vision we have for this year ahead, um, is, and another way God is calling us to make the most of this opportunity that God has given to us, is to see the significant expansion in our Alpha courses at the moment, we're running around five, four or five um, courses or five or six alpha courses a year, but we want to expand this to around 50 to 20 alpha courses in the next year, which is a big expansion, but we want to make the most of this opportunity God has given to us, this season that we are in. And the only way this will take place is by raising up and equipping many of you across our church to be able to run this alpha course 
on your own front lines, through your own relational connections, where God has strategically placed you. As we want to train up a whole heap of people across our church, maybe even now the Spirit of God saying, yeah, I want to be a part of that. You might be able to run this Alpha course with just two other people, two of your neighbours or a couple of friends from work, or um, it might be with 10 people, it might be with 50 people in your school community. I don't know. God, there is no limit to what God wants to do, but we want to raise up many across our church to be able to be equipped to run this course, this resource that God has given His church, His kingdom for such a time as this, to be able to bless people because we know that there are many more who God longs to bring into his kingdom of light and love. And we want to take hold of this opportunity in this season. So we're going to be sharing more about that as well. And the other exciting vision that God has given to us in this season is taking ownership of our, um, the city venue. And in July last year, we took a massive step of faith. In the middle of um, COVID and all the financial uncertainty, this made no sense from a human wisdom point of view, but only because of a clear leading of the Holy Spirit, we sense a strong direction prompting from God to step forward with the purchase of the city venue. We sought to raise $600,000 over and above giving towards our heart for the city appeal so that we could do this purchase and still remain within our approved lending limit. And I have to admit, uh, I was unsure how we would do this in the midst of all the economic uncertainty. How would we raise $600,000? That is a lot of money. But praise God, not only did we meet 600000 but as of this very week, we have just passed $650,000. $50,000. Amazing. Over our target. Praise God. He is so faithful. He is so faithful. When we respond in obedience to what He is calling us to, and I want to say thank you to you, church. I do. Thank you for your, your, your heart of generosity. Thank you for so much sacrificial giving that has gone on right across this church, just responding in faith to what God is doing. And not only just for this vision, for the heart, for the city, but the generous giving to those in need in our community, in our world. It was amazing at Christmas just to see the response to the giving for in part, for the work they're doing, the crisis work they're doing, the COVID situation there in South Asia, devastating. And, and to be able to just see the heart, just to give and to bless the work of Impart there. And then again at Easter, to see the funds that just again poured out to bless the PNG Hospital Appeal, the COVID situation over there and the Arana Youth Shelter as well. Amazing. Just want to say thank you, church, for reflecting God's heart of generosity and care for those in need in our world. Not to mention all the, the giving and blessing towards our own bridge care ministries here in our, in our own community and the thousands of hampers that have gone out as well. Just this continual outflowing of generosity, giving away and blessing those in need in our world. And added to all of this, we are on track to meet our budget this year, which is truly amazing in the midst of COVID. So I just want to say thank you, church. I really do. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your sacrificial giving. And I think we should just um, give thanks to God for his faithfulness too in this season. It's been amazing. Truly amazing. And back to this city venue. Recently, I was in the city for the very first baptism at our city service, Alec Camplin, who has been one of our live-in missionaries in one of the student accommodations centers there, right next to the city venue. He was baptized in South Bank in the heart of the video. And I, I snuck a little video clip in. I want to show it to you. This was awesome. A baptism in the heart of the city. Let's check this out together. This profession of faith, because you've requested it, it's our privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It was so good. Look at that, right in the heart of the city. I tell you, as I was there for that baptism, I couldn't help but just be so aware what a spiritual declaration that was. A young guy like that saying, hey, I, I declare my faith in Jesus right in the very heart of our city. Do you know what de a declaration that is in the spiritual realm? A declaration is of, and we're praying for many more baptisms just like that. Did you see how big that South Bank pool is in there? That's huge. I reckon God designed it just for revival so we could just do thousands of baptisms in there. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be incredible? Amazing. And then, as we know right from the very outset, God has said that this is a kingdom vision that he has given to us. 
This is a kingdom vision. Churches working together in the heart of our city and that we are to steward this strategic kingdom resource for his plans in our city. And just recently, as part of our 21 days of prayer for revival, just Friday night, just the last Friday night gone, we had a combined churches worship night as part of our 21 days of prayer for revival. And as we worship and pray together in the heart of the city, it was so powerful in there. I think we've got a photo, in fact, that I took in there. That's our city venue, if you haven't seen it. And amazing just to see churches coming together, praying. And again, just the Spirit of God affirming what a strategic venue this is for God's kingdom plans and purposes and it's a key part I believe with all my heart that God is doing something incredible across our city on the very night we were praying in there there was another group praying at John and Narelle Ward's house one of our local neighborhood prayer gatherings and their house John and Narelle one of the first six couples sent out from Ashgrove when this church was just beginning but didn't have a night service they would gather there every Sunday night and just pray and they would pray for revival for our city the exact same time they were back there where it all began praying we were praying in the city and I thought how powerful is that the prayers prayed back then now to see all that God has done in fulfilling his promises and answering those prayers at the same night to be praying in the city in a sense of God saying I am now doing even something greater than you could have imagined a new thing he is doing to pour out my blessing not just on this community but on our city and I want to tell you I was so faith-filled that night as we prayed together that God has much he wants to do and this venue is part of it And so the exciting news, church, is that on Monday, uh, the city venue actually settled and officially changed hands. And we are now officially um, the stewards for this season ahead of this kingdom venue that God has given to us. And I think we should praise God for what he is unfolding there. And as an even further affirmation of God's leading in this, the the same time as it settled, the um, very generous Christian business owner who owned it prior to us. He's been so supportive the whole way. Just an amazing um, man of faith. He wrote to us this week to say that he would like to give us as a church a gift of $50,000 just to bless us and to say God is in this. How good is that church? Isn't that incredible? What an affirmation again. This, this, is, this, is, this is the kingdom view, isn't it? The body of Christ working together, blessing that comes in unity and we praise God. There are many more visions I could share with you today. God is moving in mighty ways. I want to encourage you again just to read through that booklet, pray over it, ask the Spirit of God to show you what He is calling you to be a part of. But we believe, I believe with all my heart, the Holy Spirit is unfolding a mighty plan to pour out His blessing in this community, in this city and beyond that, far beyond that as well. The reach The opportunity to reach out is limitless. And we need the help of every person with a heart for God's kingdom plan to join with us to make the most of this incredible opportunity that God has given to us for such a time as this. And so as we close this morning, we're going to respond. I'm going to invite the band to come back up with me, in fact, and we're going to worship in a moment. But there's going to be an opportunity for you to respond this morning. We have been anointing people with oil right throughout this awakening series. This is our last week of our awakening series. And I don't want to miss out, you to miss out on this opportunity to be anointed this morning. And the response this morning is this. As you come forward this morning to be anointed, the response is this. The prayer is, Lord, I want you to use me to be a light on my front line in a greater way than ever before. Lord, I want you to help me to shine more brightly than ever before on my front line, wherever it might be, wherever God takes you in your neighbourhood. Maybe it's in your family, workplace, job site, university, school, wherever it is God takes you there. You're just praying this morning, Lord, I want to be a light shining. I want to take hold of this opportunity. And the second thing is this, Paul goes on there. Remember, we read at the start and it says, and be filled with the Spirit. So this is the response, knowing that I'm on the move, knowing that I've got an opportunity that I'm opening up before you to wake up, to take hold of this. He says, so this is, this is our response. So be filled with the Spirit. And so this morning as you come forward and we anoint you with oil, we just wanna say again, Lord, would you come, would you anoint people by your Holy Spirit? Fill us, Lord, fill us with your Spirit so that we can take hold of the opportunities you've given to us. Use us to bring light to our world, our world that is in the midst of a crisis of hope and truth, a world that desperately needs to know the good news of life in Jesus. Would you use me, fill me, Holy Spirit, to be a light in the world? We're gonna have an opportunity to do that in a moment. But another thing we wanna do this morning 
is to pray for Pastor Jono as he steps into this new role. And so I'm gonna invite the pastors, any of the church council here this morning. We just wanna anoint him and commission him as a church this morning into this exciting opportunity. So come and join me on the stage here, Jono and the other pastors, any church council members. I'm gonna ask Pastor Peter just to bless and pour out his anointing over Jono and our tech team for this new role. And I'm gonna invite all of us just to stand in this moment. We were a part of this as well. We were a part of this and asking God to continue to use us, use us to see many, many more lives reached over this season ahead. And we wanna ask God to pour out his blessing. And so why don't we um, gather together now, lay hands on Jono and Breeze here as well and just ask a special blessing over them. Thanks, Peter. Just before I pray, I, I do want to recognise the enormous contribution that Jono's made in, um, in this church. Um, all the stuff behind us and the back rooms and how God's led us in this area has been really um, under John's oversight. Um, there's some other great guys that have God's gifted us with, but Jono has really led this vision for us. And Jono, we want to say thank you, brother. It's been an amazing way that God has led us. And he told us to get um, get busy about it, which is Nathan's already shared that, brother. But you are the man he sent to enable that to happen. And we just want to say thank you so much, brother, for the great, great, great hard work that you've invested. I think we should say thank you. And we're giving praise to the Lord at the same time, Jono. Thank you. Yeah. And that's in the midst of having a family as well, brother. So well done, well done. Yeah, we're gonna pray now for the guys that come around and just lay hands on Jono and Bree as well, yeah. Mm. The light of Jesus Christ shines so bright this morning. It's beautiful, Lord. The light shines, Lord, out of those called, commissioned in our church to serve you, shines out of us, Lord. And what a joy it is to be in the body of Jesus Christ, our Lord. What a blessing for the gifts that you give to us. And we wanna thank you, Lord, for the gift that John has been to us here in this church, Lord. What a blessing for such a time as this indeed, Lord. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And Lord, you did call us to get into this space. And these are very unique times and opportunities. We've heard the power of what you're doing through this particular ministry, Lord, and it's amazing. Truly it is, God. Our hearts have been soaring this morning. People coming into the kingdom of God, the church of Jesus Christ working together. Technology, Lord, technology that is enabling our state movement to join together this very night. Three weeks of prayer culminating, Lord, as we join together throughout our state and ask for Jesus Christ to bring revival to our nation. What a blessing, Almighty God. And we want to say thank you. Um, Lord, we're just committing ourselves, Lord, giving you all the glory here today, but committing ourselves, Lord, to do all that you've called us in this space. And we want to say thank you for this, brother, now. that we come to anoint for a holy calling that you've placed upon him to be the pastor of the online community. For those that are watching online, you should just open your eyes for a moment. Have a good look at this man. He's the man who's gonna lead you and care for you and love you and his dear wife. Have a good look. Open your eyes up. Yep, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because we're gonna anoint this man to be your pastor, to love you, care for you, equip you. I don't know how we're doing baptisms online, but you'll lead us, God, in all of this space. You will, I don't know. But we're dreaming. You've done far more than we've already thought, great God. Far, far more. What else have you got left to do, Holy One? And so, John Embry, we anoint you both for this holy calling of a congregation that Jesus loves, linked now with our community. John, I anoint you with this oil in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I anoint you, Bree, this oil in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. As you unite together, as you unite together to lead a congregation in this community and our nation, in fact, and maybe beyond our nation, Lord. We don't know the size of what you've got planned to do, but Lord, equip them with all that they need Bless their marriage, bless their family life. Lord, we would pray. God, protect, make them mighty and holy, Lord. I would pray for all that you've planned and purposed in and through their lives. 
Thank you, great God. We honour you and worship you. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. As we heard in your word this morning, Lord, we pray. Fill them, Lord, and equip them with all that they need. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has conquered death itself, the risen Lord Jesus, in his name we pray. Amen. Let's encourage uh, Jono and Free as well. And now it's your opportunity to respond as well. We're going to sing this song which speaks about God being a God of revival. It's a prayer, really. We're praying, we're singing out this morning, bring revival to our community, our city and beyond. And as you come forward, an opportunity to be anointed with oil, our pastors and prayer team be here. You're just saying, Lord, I want you to use me in a greater way than ever before. I want to be your light shining on my front line, wherever you take me. I want to be filled with your spirit. So I'd be just open to be used by you because our world desperately needs us to go out as his light in the world. You are the light of the, of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So you respond. We're gonna sing together. You feel free to come down the front, be prayed for, anointed this morning. Let's respond in faith. The two, we're running the two, not the 10 this morning. Let's do that.
Come awaken your people. Come awaken the city. Oh God, every vibe pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. Hear the chains hit the ground. Oh God, of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Pray about hearts this morning as your church, Lord, we are praying again, Lord, would you pour out your spirit, pour out your blessing, Lord. We need you. Our world desperately needs you, Lord God. And so we pray you come, use us to be your light shining, Lord. We as your people, this is the plan, Lord, is how you've ordained it, that we would be your light going out into our world, Lord. And so I pray that you'll just fill us with your spirit afresh. We thank you for this season of prayer. And now, Lord, this call to action to take hold of the opportunities that you are giving to us. And so, Lord, come, do your work. We are praying for thousands to come into your kingdom. So many more stories of the work you are doing. And so just pour out your blessing now, we pray on each and every one. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Can we put our hands together, church, and just give thanks to God. We are so blessed to be a part of what He is doing. You can be seated. Keep coming forward for prayer. Our prayer team will just keep praying for people this morning. Don't miss that opportunity of God stirring something up within you just to be prayed for. Don't forget tonight, 7 o'clock, statewide prayer gathering. You can join on Zoom from home or come and be with us in person. It's going to be a powerful night, but God bless you. We look forward to sharing with you again soon.